So a few weeks ago, Emily and I went on a weekend trip to this Airbnb in Eastern Tennessee. It had like a wood fired sauna. It had like an outdoor tub. It was great. And one of the things we did on that trip was she had this like card game where it's basically like a deck of questions to get to know each other better. And there's different levels, right? And so you start at like the highest, most superficial level, which is surprisingly actually pretty deep. But one of the questions in that deck that we talked about was, it wasn't worded this way. It was worded much better than this, but the gist of it was, what social media platform do you use the most and what type of content do you typically consume on that platform? And I am curious to hear your all's responses. That's a, that's a great this. question. Um, I would say, could you please bring your intimate get to know you game to the retreat? No, please don't. Yeah, I, I will also no, tell you though, <laughs> you'll know you'll love it. Here's the thing. Mm -hmm. There are cards in here that involve hugging and also oh God, no. long oh, yeah. eye contact. Oh, yeah. So, Michael, me and you can play that. After everyone else goes. Yeah, Ariel and I will go. I would rather This makes me so uncomfortable thinking else. about this right Ariel, now. Ariel and Bobby can go to the Dolly Parton show. And you I, would, and I, I would rather, yeah, 100%, I would rather go to that with her than watch the two of you stare into each other's eyes for long periods of time. Yeah, you, imagine, imagine you wake up at like 2 a.m., <laughs> And me and Michael are just sitting in silence looking at each other. <laughs> you would pray that there's a, de a deck of cards between us, but... I, 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 I'm going to lock my door at night. I've decided that at the retreat already. There will be uh, safeguards in place uh, on my room. So, All right. But great question. Oh, yeah. Thank you. So it was where, which social media platform do I spend my most time on? And then what mm. kind of content? I'd probably say Instagram. Mm. And oh my gosh, it's probably knitting. I know that seems pretty I predictable. What is the, what's like the flavor of the knitting content on Instagram? Is it like finished pieces? Is it works in progress? Who's like, actually, let me rewind. Yeah. I don't, those first two questions are irrelevant. What I really want to know is who is the bad boy or girl of the knitting community? Mm. Who's really stirring oh, she, it up? She shared oh, that person the other day, though. There was that one. Oh, yeah. That's the coolest person. Yeah, that's, that's the coolest, coolest person. Okay. Uh, there is. I want, like the edgiest. Uh, I don't know who's the edgiest right now. Uh, but there's been some like major knitting drama over the past few years. Yes. Like Do tell. people refusing to le like to to be on knitting platforms. Uh one of the major um knitting groups, uh, they banned like anything having to do with the word Trump. And so like nobody could use the word Trump on there anymore. I mean it's just like there and then that caused drama and then there there's just there's a lot of stuff. Um, what if someone was trying to override someone's opinion? Oh, that was banned. If it was like a like a Trump card, is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah. That, that would have been try. banned. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What was that edgy or the uh, the creative one? Uh, well, she's kind of edgy too. Larka L A E R K E. Are there conservative Bagger. knitting groups? There, there, just the. Oh yeah, they started their own website too. Oh, what's it called? Because oh yeah, well, I okay. don't know. We gotta look this. Do up. you think I know what that one's called? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Ariel, let's for you know a minute here, like point 
point us to, oh, wow, we got some Angie stuff going on here. Uh, like, give us a little <laughs> tour of this Instagram account. Uh, this is a uh, Larka bag. I'm probably butchering her name. She's got a degree in art from a design school. She's known for like really scrappy knitwear. She does a lot of beer drinking and taquito eating. Is this a popular um, After lady? parties. Is this a cool yeah. Lady? She's, okay. yeah, she's super. I mean, can you tell that she's cool? Yeah. She's so cool. Um, she is, she's like in Norway. Uh, she's got a couple kids, her husband or partner's an artist she's got like those crocs that are um platforms which um i don't know that seems important to say though and like when we look at all the accounts and we've looked at them in the past there's nothing that they can do that you can't do like you've mastered it all right oh i can do it all yeah, yeah. it's just choosing to you know like literally every every knitting move you like there's not one that you all. haven't wow. mastered yet it's amazing we, oh we there's to, some that i haven't done but it's amazing we get to work probably. with probably well, she has the, the base level skill set to be able to do anything I'm beyond a base to. level skill that's pretty that's the, pretty common has <laughs> no <laughs> problem being my, my apologies <laughs> dang not when it comes to knitting no <laughs> I feel very put on the spot right now, so we can All move right. on. Well, to let's move. No, let's, okay. move to, yeah. let's move to Bobby. Definitely put you on the What's spot. Your, oh, I don't really know which one I spend the most time on. I do find I get lost in the videos, and then like all like ten minutes later, I'll like zoom out of it, and I'll be like, "Wait, I was on Facebook." Like, does that? I don't. Does that happen oh, to anybody else? Time. Where you get? Yeah, it's called yeah. addiction. I hate that. I don't know it's why. It's like going on a bad drug trip. You're like, "How did I get here?" What time is it? Uh, yeah. Okay, Officer Schumann. Um, <laughs> I, I I've done drugs before. Yeah. Look at me. <laughs> Isn't that just like when you guys smoke reefer? That's what happens to me when I smoke grass. Hey, kids, last time I was tripping, I saw... I don't know. I lost it. Um, is Ariel frozen for everybody else or just me? No. Oh, okay. No, no she's I alive and well, man. She's trashy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh, but i i find myself watching a ton of ufc videos and i don't know why because i don't know how to fight and i'm not interested in it at Dude. all like outside for some reason like i watch i just watch a lot of fights i know everything that's happening in the ufc at all the different weight classes and i don't care about the ufc at all <laughs> so i don't it's really like Seems it frustrates like me that that's what I honestly don't though, but it just, that's, or I think like maybe on some like deep level, maybe I do, but I would never pay for a, like, I wouldn't go to one. I wouldn't go to a fight. I wouldn't pay for the pay-per-view. Like I don't care about it at all, but it's for some reason I keep finding it that in like boxing videos. Do you, I don't know. I mean, do you like enjoy, do you enjoy watching it? Not like the actual fight, not paying for a pay-per-view, but like watching. I'm I'm assuming you're watching like highlights. I think what's happening is that like I'm watching it for a longer period of time and on some level my brain thinks that it's interesting, so I just keep watching it and then they just the algorithm keeps like feeding more of that stuff to me, but I don't want to see it. Mm -hmm. Like I don't like it. <laughs> like on a surface level, I don't <laughs> like it at all, so I don't understand you, why it's happening. Is there a way to like hide content on instagram like you can say i don't want to see I, any more of this right oh i would maybe is there, i'm can, sure there is I, I would like to put that filter like less ufc content i think where it comes <laughs> from honestly i think what happened is i probably like i like the joe rogan podcast stuff because i think i like i think that he talks about yeah. it probably 
And so maybe that's like connected somehow where it's like, if I watch a clip of him talking to some scientist, then all of a sudden like the UFC stuff starts showing up too. I don't know. That's what I'm guessing. Yeah. But probably, yeah. they probably have you in like some interest pool. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just toxic male patriarchy or something. <laughs> like whatever. Just that. <laughs> um, and I think I watch, I think I'm on Instagram probably the most. That's, that would be my, my channel or media of choice. I'm on Instagram a fair amount, Twitter a fair amount, but I think I spend mm-hmm. by far most of my time on YouTube. Hmm. I'm constantly listening or watching something on YouTube. I probably put together four or five different playlists a year that I just constantly add to and they end up being like hundreds of videos and I just try and watch them. But I've got like playlists from 2018 with lots of videos I saved that I still haven't watched. And I watch a lot of like philosophy, politics, podcasts, music videos, technology. And my YouTube algorithm is like curated very well. It always knows what I want to watch. And I am a firm believer that the shining beacon of social media is the YouTube YouTube comment section. It is the most valuable place <laughs> where actually good conversation happens. Uh-huh. Intelligent yep. comments are made there more than any other social network. So I love being on YouTube. I, yeah, I agree with that. That's strong. I have a question about uh, YouTube for you. Cause you make a lot of like Spotify playlists too, right? We've uh, like worked on our uh, work playlist and stuff. Is there something that you enjoy about the process of putting these lists together as well? Is that part of the interest mm-hmm. for you? The fact that you can do that on YouTube? Um, Maybe like music playlists is a little bit more about curation. My YouTube playlists are private and they're just straight up just like watch lists. It's just stuff I want to watch later. Mm-hmm. So maybe a little bit mm-hmm. less less so on YouTube. Makes sense. Okay. Yeah, I was curious about that, whether the watch list had any rhyme or reason to them, but it's just a smorgasbord. smorgasbord. Um, typically, like it's 2022A, 2022B, 2022C, 2022EOY, which was like, as I got to the end of the year, I was like, all right, this is the stuff I want to watch by the end of the year. And then now I've just got 2023. And so far it's got 78 videos in it. Oh my God. But 20, uh, 2022A oh had 419 videos. 2022B had 488 videos and 2022 EOI had 37. So that's like a thousand videos so, I wanted to watch last wow. year. Wow. I don't question, think I've ever watched a thousand videos on YouTube yeah. since it's. Existence. I probably have. <laughs> One distinction is much of this is like podcast episodes or interviews. So it's a lot, it's, it's audio. Like I'm not watching most of these videos. Um, I'll have them on in the car or it's like recipes that I want to make. I'll go back and like, whenever I'm ready to make that recipe, I'll watch it. So, uh, I use, I use YouTube as like a, an audio streaming, uh, service primarily, but you all laughed at the comment section. I, I'm serious about that. Like, I think, uh, no, no, stop. Yeah, stop. I can't tell you're, if you're being sarcastic no, you're about not, it like this. Yeah. yeah. This is I'm not being sarcastic. This is like your brand of sarcasm. If you're being serious right I'm now, serious. I can't believe anything. The YouTube comment section. Swear is, on your. I, I think. He, I swear yeah, no. something. Um, how can we know if you're telling the truth? <laughs> I, yeah. I love the YouTube comment section. Where is your wife section. right now? Can you go to her? any other. You go yeah. to an Instagram post. I can't. 
or this is you're watching a video on Facebook. This is what I think gaslighting. <laughs> this is what I think gaslighting is. When somebody says gaslighting, it's this. I'm not. I am not being facetious in any way, shape, or form. That's. I can't yeah, trust you right, with. I'll anything. be in the back after the program if anyone has any questions. You're like a double agent. <laughs> that's yeah. That's too much. That's too much mind manipulation for me. That's I. I opt out. Yeah. I like to, yeah. It's like it's like reversed reverse psychology. Yeah. yeah I would like to opt out. So of that is it least. just forward then at that point? Yes. No, I don't like this. This is like watching somebody wow. sell somebody into an MLM or something. Like, I, oh yeah, yeah. You're, you're about to join a cult, Robert. <laughs> yeah, Robert. I, I hate to say this, but you're yeah. you're, you're vulnerable <laughs> to things like. I this. am about to be in Michael's downline. Yeah, you need to, you need to be really careful because you're going to be buying products from him very quickly. All right. Well, apparently, I can't say anything and be heard. So, Robert, why don't you go ahead? <laughs> The platform I'm on the most is probably YouTube. Um, it used to be Instagram, but I put like a timer time limit on that. And I've actually been good about sticking to it. Um, so now it's YouTube. I'm typically, if I'm doing, if I'm like cooking or something, I'm listening to a podcast that's usually going to be two bears, one cave, but I also really appreciate the shorts on YouTube. And for that, Usually it's either going to be something in the world of fitness or I also am really intrigued by like rapper interviews. So like if you go look at my shorts, like 75% of it is going to be interviews with rappers. Yeah. I like that kind of stuff too. I don't know why. I don't either. It's so interesting though. Yeah. The YouTubers, the radio show stuff where they bring the rappers on, talk to them. And it's always about like beef and drama and stuff. And I don't care. Like I like, I do like. Yeah, some of the music, but I don't like most of it. So you don't so like I, I don't know. you don't like UFC, and you don't really like rapper drama. But that's that's where you spend most of your I time on the internet. I think like my animal brain, something in my animal brain, likes it. <laughs> like the, the so. old part of the brain that stayed with us. That for some reason I really like that stuff there. But like uh, on a, I don't want to watch that stuff. Yeah, the drama, the controversy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, I came across an article about uh, side hustles that involve renting out things that you own. And I just wanted to like bring this to the table, how you all feel about, you know, like renting out your car or your swimming pool or your truck or your barn, whatever it might be to make extra money. And yeah, initial initial thoughts, anyone. Would you want to learn more about this as a money-making opportunity? Now I feel like she's starting an MLM pitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I might be. <laughs> she's going to fill a link for uh, renting out your closet space. <laughs> I am generally uninterested. Okay. Ooh, I don't want I thought you were gonna say. strangers. I, dude, I don't know what. Do you even know? I, <laughs> I really thought you were going to be like very interested in it. I don't know why, though. No, I I like I don't want strangers using my things. I was not an only child, but I'm not very good at sharing. Okay, I think that's good to know that about um, yourself. So, yeah the on, the only flavor of this that I would be interested in is what I forget what it's called, but the thing where you like if you have like extra space in your garage, mm-hmm. and it's like if somebody wants to store their car there or something like. If it's something that's hands off and I'm not going to have to like deal with the like stranger interaction, then I'm cool with it. But yeah, for some reason, like 
the idea of renting out my pool or even just like letting a stranger borrow my car for a day or two. It's just, I, I don't want to deal with it. Bobby, where are you at with this? I, I'm going to, I feel like if we know anything about Bobby, <laughs> I, if it was somebody I knew, I would be totally cool with it. I think I'm with Robert mm -hmm. on the interaction part of it. Like, I don't want to have to like deal with somebody coming in. Like, I don't know. I don't want to have to deal with somebody like coming into my backyard and using stuff back there. You know, like that just seems kind of odd. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I think okay. the interaction you don't want to learn more. It's okay. not that I, it's, Michael. <laughs> I'm curious about people that do it because I like, there are people that really are into it. Like I think Tom would do mm -hmm. it like a hundred percent. I feel like Tom yeah. would like mm -hmm. jump all over that. I'm just not that interested in doing it. Yeah. I like the idea of it because, um, you know, Ubering and a lot of, a lot of other side hustles that kind of are more like little jobs that you have to do. I mean, that's a category that works for people, it's, you know, has a place, mm -hmm. but kind of passively making money from, especially like the storage in your home. Um, I guess, I don't know. Maybe you'll give some more examples that jog my memory, but um, those are interesting. I also agree though on like, let's say Turo. Turo is like, you can make good money off of it, uh, especially like you have a, a, a nicer car. For context, car. yeah, Turo's a peer-to-peer -peer car rental service. Um, Sorry, go on. You have a nice car, you can you know make a good amount of money renting it per day, but there is always that. Well, what what are they doing with your car? That that would always keep me from being comfortable with it, even just wear can and tear. Yeah, I'm bit? just talking wear and tear. You <laughs> sick deviants. And then like you know your swimming pool. I, I've I've seen those before. We've we've actually looked at at one because it came up and it was like a beautiful backyard and we were going to throw a party. But I don't know. There are just having random people in your yard. But you know, the weird one, mm -hmm. the weird thing about the one we looked at was like, they would let you rent it for the whole day, but they would give you no access to a bathroom. You could not go inside their house for a bathroom. Oh, thought, you're like, I will pee in your <laughs> pool then, you know? Yeah. Like, and then. What do you people want from me? Uh -uh. That's, that's gross. So I think it all depends on huh. what you're, you're renting. But I mean, it is a cool idea. Um, and there's an economy for it. I mean, look at all the storage units out there. Like if you could make a hundred bucks a month letting someone store something in your garage um, and get past the awkwardness of it yeah, when they want to come mm -hmm. get something, that's a nice way to make a little passive income. But there's some of them that are like, yeah, yeah, pretty sus. When you're in a boat club too, I like, would you do that with a boat? Like if you own a boat, would you... So that's an, that's like the Turo thing. Like you have this very expensive asset and, you know, someone drives your car too hard and messes something up, puts way too much wear and tear on it, or, you know, messes up your motor. Uh, you know, they have insurance for it, but yeah, I, I don't know. I'm a little iffy, but if I owned a boat, like you want a boat, <laughs> I would be wanting to rent it because the cost is so ridiculous <laughs> in my mind that I want to offset that cost somehow. So, mm-hmm. I'd probably be tempted yeah. to, but I would be I nervous think, like, about it. Yeah. I don't think I personally have the diligence to do like the type of like, or like the eye for detail that you would need mm. in these situations mm -hmm. where it's like you rent something out, someone returns it. Like I, yeah, I don't know if I'm the type of person who's going to like walk around like every, like the, the whole car or whatever and like take it for a test drive to make sure everything's okay. 
Yeah, I feel that way about myself. I think I'm also like you, Robert, and that I don't want to share my stuff, and I'm a little too precious about it sometimes. Like, yeah. like emotional attachments to vehicles and like spaces, and I would feel really hurt if somebody didn't care for mm. it the way that I. You're telling it to us be cared you have a hard time letting go of vehicles. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, anyway, so this brings us though to the different types of things that you can rent out. And I, this all comes from this article. So this is about three different ways that you can make money off of things that you already own. This article says you can earn up to $39,000 a month doing it. There's three what options the in here. So one, this renting out your vehicle to strangers. Is he going to rent his dog out? Is that, is that one well, of the just, options? Sorry, no, 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 okay. no, 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 no. The picture looked like that. The, I was like, no. No way. This one, this guy has a forty or forty four hundred thousand dollar thirty seven foot boat <laughs> in Key West, Florida. I love how their list is. These are things platform. you can rent out of yours to make money, and the first thing is a four hundred thousand right. dollar boat. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody needs help, you know, bringing in some extra income. So um, let's see. So he's doing the boat. Uh, he only works 30 minutes per day, managing bookings and coordinating with captains. He puts $6,000 every month toward paying off the boats, and he's making $38,000 per month doing what this. What a misleading I mean, headline. Not bad. It is. Uh, this is one. This is Swimply. Uh, in 2012, this guy spent $110,000 building a luxury pool in his backyard. Um then he started listing it in 2020 on Swimply, which is like Airbnb for pools. Within two years, he's brought in nearly $200,000 renting out his amenity-packed pool for more than 10,000 people. I like Here's that one CNBC I, I like, I like that one. the documents. I like that one I because like that. in a sense, you know, if, if you can structure it, I think the weird thing about renting it is like, am I in someone's backyard? Are they watching me? If there's like clear, mm -hmm. like we're not here or... You know, here's your space mm. so that someone feels comfortable renting it. I think that's number one. But how is this any different than like making it, you know, making an event center or, you know, buying it, it's, it's a tangible real estate property. It has a market. Yeah. This one I do like now, obviously mm -hmm. you're, you're making a big investment, but that this one's interesting. Well, it sounds like he didn't make the investment to right. rent it out. He's, he's just offset. But he's it's been able to his costs. I, yeah, I think that's exactly. Kind of cool. I just I don't know. My brain always goes to like the liability of it. Like, what if something bad happened? Because swimming pools, like that's it's a lot of liability. It's covered. I mean, you pay for so, insurance. Oh, is it okay? The, the dog one is that uh, you can also convert your backyard oh, into a private dog park. Oh my gosh. Um, with a company called Sniff Get Spot. Get out of here. <laughs> uh, this guy brings in over $4,000 per month. Again, the documents have been reviewed by CNBC Make It. It is legit. Um, he and his wife and daughter spend five to 10 hours per week setting up stations with towels and water bo watering bowls, mowing the lawn. Um, Cleaning up shit? Like, <laughs> I would assume so. Or do you have to clean up the shit when you like leave? No, you probably you probably pick it up. You should pick it up as the dog mm -hmm. owner. Oh, I was just looking into some of the other options for the types of things that you can rent out to make money. Because I do agree that like Swimply, that one is not bad. If you've got a pool, like it's a very expensive thing. And I've used it a couple times. Oh, yeah. And we, yeah, I have, I have, it it's was St. Louis. 
in St. Louis. Yeah. <laughs> they swim there uh, in the summer. We, they we have were summers. using it. We do have summers. They're pretty intense. You need a pool. It was 2020 when every like our local pool was shut down. And what the hell do you do with your children if you can't bring them to a pool in the summertime? They will just sit and play video games on the you know sofa. So we rented um, a pool from Swimply from with some friends. Um and it was great. They had like tons of pool toys. They had the diving board. It was a saltwater pool. They had, there was a, a bathroom that we could use, um, patio chairs. They had a fridge. Um, I mean, it was great. It was a, it was an awesome spot. It was $40 an hour, which is really pretty cheap. Um, for a lot of them that are around here, I think in general, that's pretty inexpensive. And we talked to the guy and the guy was like, we never use our pool anyway. So we just rented out all weekend long and it was a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I think as on the consumer side, it's great, but I could see doing it as a pool owner. Yeah. I, I just really like that one. That one to me seems like a way to make an asset that you have, make money for you. Um, how even if you like to swim, how often are you using your pool? Mm -hmm. I have an, another one that, to me, I think is a has the ability to make a lot of money and makes sense. RVs. Those sites charge like at least two hundred dollars a night, if not going up from there more. Um, and so, for someone taking a weekend trip, I mean, you can easily make a thousand bucks or so. And the thing about an RV is, and this is what I've seen people, a lot of people do online. When you buy an RV, let's say for $100,000, an RV loan is like 15 or 20 years because that's how they structure those loans. So your monthly payment can be more than covered and you get an RV out of it. So I think that's mm -hmm. an interesting one. Of course, there's kind of risk with any kind of investment you make like that. But to me, it seems like if you can market your RV well and it's something that people want to, to rent out regularly you can more than pay for the cost of it and you're getting an asset in return that you can enjoy. That is really interesting. I, and like where my mind goes with that, like I used to want to do like the van life thing. So, like you've seen the nightly, buy, and you've like seen the nightly rates van. on them? Yeah. They're more expensive than a nice hotel room. Yeah, they're not cheap. But so it's like where my mind goes is like, could you take out that loan, buy, an, buy a nice RV, live in it full time, have it listed on one of these things, then when someone rents it, you just get an Airbnb for a few oh, wow. nights. You went a whole different direction, <laughs> but yeah, I guess that's a, you could. That's a bigger I, I, I think you can. <laughs> quite an arbitrage. Yeah, because you're like offsetting it, right? Like, I think the point. I, don't know. I, I think that could be one. That's interesting. Yeah, that's Not one that way I would do it, do it. again. <laughs> if you're able to get it rented, you know, I think when I, like I've looked up these loans before, and they're like, they can be as low as a hundred dollars a month, depending on the price. A hundred, hundred fifty dollars a month. If you get one rental a month, that covers the cost of the the payment. There were a couple other that kind of like were interesting to me. Um, if you have some type of unique space that could be used for like photo shoots or events, weddings, parties, networking events, that kind of thing, there are half a dozen or so sites where you can list things on there. And I was browsing through some of the options in St. Louis. And I mean, there were like just basic houses that was like, come host a work event here. I would never host a work event at some of these places. But that was interesting. Parking spaces, you can rent out your parking spaces, which is kind of wild. Like if you live in a city where parking is hard to find, you can do that. Um, camping spots, farmland for people to like plant a garden in. 
Mm. Boats, jet skis, golf carts, bikes, clothing, musical instruments. You and your wife have done the baby gear thing. Was it baby quip where people like rent out that kind of stuff? Yeah. Do you have any idea how much people make or anything with that? So when we did it, we've done it a couple of times. We do it when we go on vacation. Um, And so it's just easier than getting Micah's crap and like pulling it all over the place. Um, So we pay usually like 250 bucks and that's like, you get a big bucket of toys and we get a high chair thing and we get a baby gate and a crib. I don't know how much they make on it, but also is that a company or are those like individuals that are listing their own stuff? It's a, well, it's some of them kind of operate. Like you can tell it's one of those things where it's like, it's a, some people just kind of do it as like a way to make a little bit of extra money on the side. And then there's other people that have bought a ton of Mm -hmm. inventory and it's like a legit Mm -hmm. kind of business that they're, they're running through baby quip. So, but we've, the, the people that we've done it, it's like, I don't know, just moms that have a bunch of stuff and they just, uh, they say that they love it. So I, I don't know. I think that that's, that one's a really cool way um, to make money. And then you get paid like different amounts depending on how far the drive is, but there's a delivery fee involved in that. Yeah. That's interesting. I never thought about like, it's so convenient for parents too. It seems like. Yeah. The kids have way too much stuff. Yeah. Kids are, it's mm-hmm. terrible. Going on vacation with a kid is like really, really difficult. Yeah. That's so smart. Yeah. Okay, well, I want to bring up some horror stories because I think that's the interesting thing. Oh, yes. All right. right. So, there. This is, yeah, you've been waiting (laughs) on this. So, the car company Turo, which. God damn. You're about to yeet that cat. Just strangle the life out of its body, Ariel. Wouldn't it feel good to see the life leave its body? How many times do you think she says that internally and while she's working with us during the day? Oh, my! more than you want to know. A lot. Probably a lot. Like seven times to Michael today. All right. So Turo, the place where you rent out cars. Uh, I have used it before. Have you guys used Turo before? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. What did you rent, Robert? Uh, A few years ago. I guess it was like four years ago. We rented a Maserati for my friend's birthday. Okay, it was awesome. I also rented a Maserati from Josh last year. Wow! (laughs) Last year, hell yeah! (laughs) Hey, I know what we're driving around in uh, on the retreat. That's right. (laughs) Wait, it's going to be a Yukon. I didn't even look at Turo. (laughs) Anyway, so I looked up Turo horror, horror stories and. There was somebody who they listed their car on Turo. It was stolen and it was gone for weeks. The guy refused to return it for weeks. And this is what their car oh, no. looked like. Oh, no. oh, crap. oh my God. Ugh. This is why I don't like things that involve people. I don't know. Going back to what we were talking about. Yeah. Earlier, yeah. This is why I've never wanted to get into like real estate investing, like single family homes and things like that. Like, I just don't want to deal with, well, even there's if I have people a to, company, I just don't want to deal with that. If you stuff. got a management company, they deal with it. But th- I think this is, an, did you just, an, like, did you just take my opinion and go, nah, that's not, I'm saying I disagree not. with it, but <laughs> valid. Uh, I do think it with like a Turo. I'm always looking for, or I appreciate people who are making it like a little business. Like they have several cars. It's not mm-hmm. their personal car. There's something about, and maybe this is just generally with all of these things. When it's your car, that you're renting out. Personally, I feel like that gets tricky, that gets dicey, that's stressful. When you're renting from someone, it's their personal car, 
it just doesn't feel, I don't like it. I don't like, why are you driving while I'm driving this? I don't know. I don't like it. But then when I rent, when I've rented cars in the past, they have a little fleet. They're running a little business. I feel better about something like that. Well, the car thing that I, I didn't think about this until I was looking through some of the, the stuff on Reddit about cars and the issues people have had with Turo. And I think Turo is just like the, the main rental, but it was car owners who own some like a uh, sporty, fast kind of exotic car would have issues with people like, I, I mean, like they would need a new engine or they would like the, it was, somebody was like, this would be super fun to drive this $100,000 car, get up to 160 in it, do burnouts, drift, and then they would get yeah, it back course. and it was trash. That's why you rip. Which makes sense. A <laughs> $200,000 car. Yeah. <laughs> Right, right. You would never buy this and do this to your own car. And so there was somebody on there. <laughs> one of the commenters was like, "That that's why my strategy has, has been to list cars, something that like old boring people would want, you know, cars that like people yeah. will want to drive safe, like a Toyota Camry, you know, or yeah, a Corolla or something. Yeah, that is smart. I saw one of those Turo horror stories a while back where it, I think it was somebody's Tesla. And they had I I don't do Teslas have like GPS tracking in them like you can always yeah. see where yours is at, um, and so the, he like a guy took his or rented his or whatever, um, and for some reason he was kind of like suspicious that he hadn't gotten it back yet I think, and so he went and he found they had it like in like this storage unit garage basically and it was like up on jacks and they were like taking something out of it or like modifying something. Um, and he got the whole thing on video. It was wild. Yeah. I saw a similar story of, or I think I have a video. I don't think it was a Tesla though, of a guy. You said it was in a storage unit, like outside of a mm -hmm. literal storage unit. Yeah. Maybe I saw yeah. the same video where he showed yeah. up and in front of them. Uh, maybe maybe he showed Tesla. up in front of them. Gosh, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, the audacity of some people. And see, is that's just what I don't. Wild. I mean, there's all kinds of people in the world that, but like my ratings on these apps matter so much to me. Like I, my Airbnb rating matters. <laughs> oh, we know my Turo <laughs> rating matters. Uh, so these people are just trashing their ratings. When you go and steal someone's car, you're going to get a one star rating. Don't they know this? I think they are probably a little bit different. Yeah, I, don't from, uh, <laughs> no, I don't think they care at all. All right, so we're pretty we're pretty certain that renting out your car not a good a it's a questionable decision unless it's maybe like a fleet like you own the cars for the purpose of doing rentals right yeah I, yeah I think there's easier probably easier things I would do f before that or like less less hassle kind of things I would do before that the the swimming pool one I think sounds really cool yeah the the storage space what about we've talked a little bit about maybe storage space in your home like a garage this home? is like neighbors the company could be a garage I, it could be i love that I yeah don't like it if it's a connected yeah. garage like if somebody's coming in and out of my garage well my i don't house, think they be, get it just come in and out they have mm -hmm. to you have to like schedule the the yeah. time to meet yeah. them it, it's just it's like a storage it's space. just something about yeah. them coming into like my house like i don't know i if i had something like a like some kind of storage or like a garage that was detached or something i would be totally cool with it mm -hmm. i think what's interesting about neighbor i remember reading through their their stuff at one point and it was as the the person who's renting the space out 
you can ask to like look in, look at, right. and like see sure exactly what is being in stored your, in your house, yeah. <laughs> which is just, mm. I don't know. I find that really, I mean, I think you would want to know, but I feel like that would be such an invasion of someone else's privacy. Like what's in this box that you're going to put in my attic? Yeah. It's a bunch of wigs. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that is interesting. Be an awkward ass. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, so maybe storage space, uh, RVs and campers. We're thinking that might be. I think that's a good that's like. Okay. If you have, if you're looking for an investment idea, like I think you could probably make money off of that mm -hmm. and enjoy it as well. Yeah, I like that idea. Um, any of these other ones that I mentioned, like the the parking space, camp space, golf carts, baby gear, musical instruments. Any of those intriguing to any of you? Baby gear, that one's legit. Like I know people mm -hmm. like that one. The parking space one's a little interesting. I guess that's is that like if you live in like a city where parking's like really limited. Yeah, I yeah. can see that. Yeah, yeah. I think for me, it's like the combination of like what's the level of interaction that I have to have with someone. Um, what's the like level of convenience for me to rent that thing out? Like. It, like with the Turo thing, am I renting out my personal car? If so, no. But if I have like a fleet or something, then I'm interested. I think those are really good like um, standards to kind of look at any of these by. How convenient is it for me? Is it the personal interaction low enough? And then maybe like, am I actually going to make money on this? Because the, mm. the car one, I think that's just maybe the issue with your personal car. But um there were some of the things that I saw that was it was talking about it more being like a civil issue. Like you couldn't, it was difficult to press charges against anyone if like the car was stolen for some period of time because you're like technically handing the keys over to the person. So if they oh, trash God. it, like that is on you. Yeah, it's probably only, the, you know, you can only arbitrate it through that the app you rented it through. The cops probably don't really mm -hmm. care. Ew, no. Right? That sucks. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Uh, as always, you can text us. We have a number in the show notes. Send us your questionable decisions. We will talk about them. Also, join our email list. We have fire emails that come out every single week. And we'll be back next week and talk soon. Bye. Bye.